Sunday Show with Shane Coleman on News Talk 106 to 108. Good evening. Welcome to Top of the Pops. Yeah, you go. The unmistakable sounds of Yellow Pearl and Phil Linnet and the second theme tune to Top of the Pops, actually. I think it was. Uh, John Farley, welcome to Cultural Toolbox. How's it going? May I say, before I go any further, yeah. this time when we spoke last week, you were expecting... Uh, a new baby you've had said new baby well my wife had the baby but as Homer Simpson said I can't help feeling partially responsible yes Amy Fardy came roaring into the world uh, actually after I saw you that evening wow at one minute to seven so hello Amy congratulations news talk listeners yes, thank yes, you very yes. much um, uh, Top of the Pops is yeah. this week's subject well you know Top of the Pops is no longer with us as of 2006 now it occasionally shows up in Christmas specials and stuff and it ran for 42 years but it Particularly, I was going to say on this side of the Atlantic, but also in terms of the States, in terms of bands wanting to make it in England and Ireland and Europe to a lesser extent, it was huge. It's it's almost hard to overestimate how important it was in a way. I mean, it invented the music video as we know it. The music video kind of first came about when bands like the Stones couldn't make it into the Manchester studio where it first started. They said, hang on, we'll record one where we are and you can play it out. And they went, okay. And that was how music video evolved. For people who don't know, and I'm assuming everybody in the world <laughs> knows Top of the Pops, it was a chart show. They well, would I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it because no? uh, there would be certainly a younger cohort who, yeah, for whom it I wasn't a stable. That's I mean, true. For, you've got to remember, a man my age, yeah. and I'm a bit older than you, considerably every, I would yes, say. Go away. every Thursday night, every single Thursday night, it was like a yeah. religious experience in our house. If you had the BBC channel. Yes, well we right? did. We yeah, did. I, I, As did we. Yeah. So it was that kind of thing, and it made the chart matter. But for, for those people who, who don't know or haven't seen it, and it may be foreign to younger ears, but there was a time when there was a music chart and it mattered tremendously. And artists and singers made a huge amount of money off it. Mm. Having another one, mm. number one record mattered. And there was a TV show in this part of the world that counted them down and the crescendo of the show or the fulcrum of the show was when they announced this week's number one. And, you know, my childhood in 80s Dublin is so bound up with Top of the Pops and what was at number one. And try, even though, try 70s Dublin, pal. I'll tell you, then you really know because there was nothing else yeah, except this. And yeah. there was certainly no pop on RTE so yeah. listening to it on the, the BBC watching it mm-hmm. on the television was as I said literally the centre of one's week yeah. and you've got to remember that what happened when you when you launched a song on top of the pops mm. uh, if it was a new one by a big artist and yeah. in the 70s the big artists are people like you know T-Rex yeah. and Bowie, Bowie and the Sweet and ABBA and so yeah. on you launch a song then you know, they'd all talk about it in school the next day, which was Friday, and on Saturday they all ran out and they bought their their single, yeah. forty five. Yeah, it's huge, you know, efficacy or whatever. I mean, this really mattered. And you mentioned those bands; people forget, like the the Beatles were on it, you know. And and the guy said, well, "The Beatles, Epstein, can we really put them on?" They were like, "Well, if you want to get to number one, you can." Like that's how important it was. And people forget also as well that you know, you looking back through the mists of time, you kind of think, "Oh, is this really corporate poppy kind of thing?" But the Sex Pistols were on it. Now, 
you could tell they clearly didn't want to be there, but Nirvana were on it. I mean, everybody went on it. One day, Bon Jovi couldn't make it, so they recorded their piece beside Niagara Falls. Like, it mattered tremendously. Mm. And I think when you talk about the the interesting thing is the juxtaposition between various bands. The Sex mm. Pistols were on it, and I think the same week the Sex Pistols were on it, the Bee Gees were on it. Exactly. So you did anything from yeah. punk to disco at the same time. And, and then you had some great things where, like, it so happened that because it was on for so long, it had lots of different guises. I mean, when it began, it was, you know, ropey enough. I mean, it was the concept alone that got it across. And some of the hosts who we'll come back to were pretty god-awful. But like in the 90s, you had Damien Alburn from Blur actually hosting it. And he had to introduce Oasis right at the height of their, you know, the famous Blur Oasis thing. And if you watch the footage, as I did earlier, as he's introducing them, Noel Gallagher is giving finger signs right at the back. And know? I think that the, I did make a mistake, actually, because um, that wasn't the second theme tune. It must have been much more than that, because the one we all know well there were seven whole, so, whole lot of love yeah, from, from Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin that was the, couldn't have been any earlier than what 72, 73 anyway by the way it's Phil Linus we did Tin Lizzy a couple of weeks ago and I was lambasted for not pronouncing it correctly okay, so alright well you, you're for, you are forgiven I, I think I think most are you do, well, most Dubliners would say Phil in it you know yeah, what I mean careful now I don't want to get into this again let's talk about the presenters yes. and we'll come back to the music then I mean it, it began with guys like Pete Murray it ended with lesser-known Radio 1 DJs in, yeah. in the 1990s, 2000s. Um, but the, the, the staple all the way through was these kind of big beasts, for want of a yeah. better word, of Radio 1. And yeah. we're talking Dave Lee Travis, uh, Tony Blackburn, Noel Edmonds, yeah. Jimmy Savile. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was 50 years ago last year that it was, it was due its 50th anniversary and the BBC decided not to do it. And it seems... They decided not to because of Jimmy Savile. I mean, he's the elephant in the room when you discuss Top of the Pops. He was there the very first night. He was the first host. When it finished in 2006, he was caught leaving this, or sorry, see, that's Freudian. He was the person who they gave to close it. And he said, Oh, I'm turning off the lights now. I mean, there's, you know, it got so bad in terms of his association with it, why they wanted to distance themselves from it. One of the many victims who came forward used as evidence a scene of her sitting beside Jimmy Savile and he's grabbing her and yeah. this is this this took place live on TV now the question is but I, mean, I suppose sorry I mean I, I think that's slightly unfair the programme was great it's not all mm. about Jimmy Savile you could no. do the same about Gary Glitter and you could claim yeah. that uh, all sorts of other depraved people dragged Top of the Pops down take it apart from yeah. all these people it was a fantastic show which dominated yeah. dominated the BBC was the centre of their pop culture yeah. for nigh on 35 yeah. years but I do th- you know absolutely and you can't not look at, as I mentioned earlier, how important it was for music in general, and, and the whole evolution of music would have been different were it not for that. However, it's quite instructive of the BBC as an organisation the way they handled the whole situation, particularly when you look at some of Top of the Pops, and you look at some of, you know, there's all these, the story of, before the Jimmy Savile thing took place, there was a documentary all about Top of the Pops, which I remember watching, and, you know, Savile was treated uh, terribly by how well he was treated by the BBC during all that and things that took place in his dressing room during filming of Top of the Pops so one would want to be cognizant of that even though I take completely on board what you said I mean we are talking about Top of the Pops I've included it in the cultural toolbox Do you think that people sort of say oh cultural toolbox and this is back to this <laughs> we, we should be talking about poetry we should be talking about classical music we should be talking about plays and opera you know something this is more important to more people 
in the world, in Britain and Ireland particularly, than any of that stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, I've always tried to make this toolbox as wide as possible. I mean, we've done shows on this. We've done TV shows and albums of this that I don't really like, but they're incredibly culturally significant, like the A-Team, like Friends, you know? You know, the flu, you know, what, what, what's that saying? Uh, you know, everybody gets the flu. It doesn't mean it has to be nice. You know, these things matter to people, you know? So I, I think you're quietly patting me on the back for including this in my, uh, without, my cultural Without toolbox. a shadow of doubt. As I said, it was very much a part of my formative years. Uh, ju- just... It it was live, then it yeah. was recorded, yeah. then it was backing tracks, then it was live again. There was all sorts yeah. of sorts of uh, mishmashes. In stuff. the height of the seventies, though, when it was, I suppose, at its peak, and maybe in parts of the eighties, it was mined. And there was things where it famously went wrong, like there was a band all about Eve singing Martha's Harbor, and she couldn't hear the first verse, which the TV audience could, and she's sitting there waiting for it to come on, and everyone's looking at her. Uh, the Clash refused to play. I mean, you know, The Clash were as punk as... The, the Clash were even more punk than the Sex Pistols, mm. right? And they actually refused to play Top of the Boss. Very revolutionary thing for the times, because you were essentially saying, I don't care about the music business, because Joe Summer said, I am not miming. Well, I must know? say, my favourite was Jexy's Midnight Runners, and uh, Jackie Wilson said when they put up the photograph of Jockey Wilson, the, uh, <laughs> That's the darts right. player. <laughs> That's a classic. That is a classic. Can I ask you about uh, yeah. Irish Irish artists? I, I mean, the first I remember, I know mm. the Bachelors were on yeah. early days. I know that Val Dunigan was on early days. Uh, the first I remember was Whiskey in the Jar and Thin Lizzy, yeah. and that's 72, 73. And the Dubliners were on, of course, you know. Uh, and you see, I remember them telling that story on, it must have been one of those late, late tribute shows, and I think maybe the Chieftains were on as well. And they were telling Gay about, you know, how much it mattered to them and how, you know, they'd kind of gone over through three days in advance and how they were messing around with the guys and making some off-colour remarks about the situation in Northern Ireland. But this was the highlight of their career, whether they thought it was cool or not. So, you know, Irish groups and bands, you know, made hay out of it as well, just as just as many people. My favourite Top of the Pops moment was probably during the period where they brought back the singing and they allowed Kurt Cobain to sing Smells Like Teen Spirit Live. I think it was Smells Like Teen Spirit Live. Anyway, he sang it an octave lower, made lots of drugs references and you know clearly the producers had no idea who Nirvana were because you would not let them sing live yes he opened time. up with sorry I need my can't, I can't say any of it in yeah. fact as yeah. I recall yeah. uh, and I read about that later on they, they say it's one of their, their celebrated moments later yeah. for Irish bands uh, late 1970s 1980s you get uh, Boomtown Rats, you get U2 appearing. Of course. And then things like The Dreadful Bewitched and other tragic stuff like that. Yeah, later, no, later, later. No, no, you know. But all, you all that had, denim can't you, be bad. <laughs> you always had Johnny Logan and you always had him featuring from time to time and uh, all that went with yeah, him. Yeah, I'd actually forgotten about Johnny Logan, but that was the thing. You see, everybody who was everybody was on. And we must mention Pan's people. I don't know if you remember them, but in the 60s and 70s, Are you joking with? they used to have a dancing troupe because if there was no video or the artist wasn't available so they would take like a song like I don't know Procol Harum's Wider Shade of Pale even though I, I think they did it live but anyway they would get them they would get their song and then Pan's people these kind of scantily clad women would dance around to it and you would watch six women dance to a song that they had nothing to do with and it became huge I did plenty of times and in fact you uh, did what plenty of I times I watched them plenty oh, of times right, okay. and they were succeeded by Legs and Co and in actual yeah. fact if you if you can name me the blonde in Pan's people I'll give you a uh, to be a curly wordy or something. No, no. no. Dee Dee was her name, and sorry. I know. I, I don't this know. This gap I, in our age is coming know, into play. I don't you know, know how I know this ridiculous nonsense, but I do. But it was really, it was really a centerpiece of 
of uh, my entire life and it obviously was the same for you it was and, and, and albeit that's, in different generations uh, very very chasms <laughs> apart but they should bring it back that's the thing I want to say it, it, it's crying out for it to be brought back and, and I know we have to go but I mean things like Later with Jules Holland and even our dear old Imelda May with her music show in the summer they're all in a way descendants of Top of the Bops people love watching music being performed because it's not the same as a video you don't know what's going to happen you get to see the artists themselves so please even if it is Simon Cowell bring back Top of the Pops bring back Top of the Pops alright John Fardy thank you very much thank you. Uh, for joining us and that's it for me this morning thanks for listening for the last couple of weeks it's David Harvey here I've been in for Shane and thanks to the team as well uh, Marianne Kennedy was on sound Adrian McKelvey on research and Stephen Jordan produced admirably I would say Off the Ball is up next here on News Talk enjoy the rest of your Sunday 